This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, every year you set the tone for our organization by choosing a word of the year. I've done this on a personal and professional basis for forever. I think that it is one of the most important tools that we can have in our toolkit for making sure that we set our intentions for what we want our business, what we want our life to look like in the next 12 months. So drum roll, please. What is our word of the year? To be a little anticlimatical here, I want to explain. This word needs a little bit of explanation because it's not simplify and it's not to some degree self-explanatory because it could be construed. What does he mean by that? So the word is finish. When you say that without any context, it could go a lot of different directions. The context here is that when I look back over my career, business career, when I look back over the life of our organization, which by the way, is celebrating its 40th year in 2023. The context here is that I believe in our society today, I believe we do this as leaders, we are really good at starting things, but sometimes we are not very good at finishing them. And I am the world's worst over the last 20 years of starting stuff and not necessarily always finishing them or seeing them through to the point of momentum or tipping point. I have a really bad habit of getting bored or impatient. There's so many things that come with this. And I think from our organization standpoint and my own personal standpoint that finish is something that we need to do. We need to finish what we started. We need to finish our path. We need to complete. There you go. Full explanation. Word of the year. The interesting thing about the word finish within an organization and with it, even within our podcast, because we talk about the infinite game so much, you know, shout out to Simon Sinek and his whole concept of bringing the infinite game to us. But how does finish fit in with the infinite game? Because it sounds like a dichotomy. In an infinite game, you know, just for anybody new out there, the whole point of business in an infinite game is not to necessarily win, but to stay in the game. And I think it fits in very well with the right context. And it is a situation where you cannot continue to stay in the game if you are not constantly finishing where you are. If you don't finish the quote, if you don't get back to the customer, if you run into a hard brick wall problem and bad news has to be delivered and you don't complete or finish the process, then your brand experience suffers, your customer prospect experience suffers. There's all kinds of things. If you halfway do training for new staff members instead of finishing the training, then you're going to have a hard time running an infinite game business. You're going to have a hard time being successful. I think it's the fact that within the infinite game, we also talk about the need for some finite 
games along the way. Some people would call those goals. Some people would call those quotas or or sales goals. You need to compete within this environment and you need to be able to finish these finite games that allow you to play the infinite games successfully. I never accomplished setting my word of the year until the second week of January. And I'm not quite sure why that is what it is, but Everybody else kind of uses this time between Christmas and New Year's to get all this stuff straight usually. And for some reason, my brain doesn't work that way. And I usually wait until the new year rolls over and then kind of look ahead because I set my goals at my birthday, which is in August. So I'm five months in looking at those. And so being able to look at that and and set my intentions and my word of the year. I like doing those things separately. And so the word that I'm tossing around, and, and I'm not exactly sure what this is, but I'm at kind of a 98% is structure. And there were a few others, because I think when you're looking for your word, there are things that you take into account. You take into account, what is the one thing that you want or you need in your life this year? Or what is the word that's popping up around you. A lot of times I will embrace a word that I've heard people using because I think there's a reason that timing happens on that. So there's so many factors for me when looking at a word. So I was kind of on structure. And then you and I had a conversation yesterday about ambition. And I thought, well, maybe that's what it needs to be or it needs to be perspective. I've been hearing that word a lot from a coaching standpoint, I talk about perspective and changing perspective um, a great deal. So I was thinking that's what it needed to be. So at dinner last night, I sat down with the cute boy and I was telling him I was trying to choose my word for the year. And I said, well, well, what's yours? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And we went over this and he goes, well, mine's easy. And I said, okay. He goes, my word is boat. That's very, very cute boy-like. Because he wants a boat and he is boat shopping and he turns 50 this year. So that's what he wants is his gift. He wants a boat. And he said, well, you know, what is yours going to be? And, and I said, well, I'm thinking about the word structure. And his response to that is, well, a boat's a structure. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going for is structure. I like the way the concept of structure and finish fit together. So I can't wait to see how that works going forward. For those that are like, man, this is gimmicky, man, this is silly. What is this about? Why is this important? I am of the mindset that I don't usually jump into the rah-rahs and the themes, so to speak. The reason this is important is the world that we are in today, the busyness, the distraction epidemic that we live in, this idea of having a word of the year helps you simplify, to use a former word of the year, down to something that you can get your head around, that you can always go back to, this foundational thing. It's going to be very easy for you if you do go on to the 100% level with structure for you to be able to always in the moments throughout the year kind of lean back and go, okay, structure, okay, structure. For me, I struggle with idea overload and finish 
is going to help me go, you know what? I need to defer that idea. Being able to put it aside, document it, write it down, put it aside, come back to it after we finish what we've got going on right in front of us right now. So many of us in the sales marketing realm, which is most insurance agents. We have squirrel syndrome. We have ideation overload. We have all these things going on. And that's why we need incredible people around us that are really good at making things work, that are really good at putting things in place. And as leaders, as agency owners, if we constantly overload people that are trying to finish what you've created or the idea that you've come up with, then you're going to burn them out. You're going to create chaos in their world. And so I think having this one word to come back to and one word to say, come back into focus here, that's my why around word of the year if anybody needs to know. I want to encourage you as you're thinking about this. And if you Google this whole concept of a word of the year, this even goes back to French nobility. This is not anything that is new and fun. And this is just something that has popped up in the last 20 years again, because we know that there are no new ideas. They just get presented in a different way. And I can't stand to Google word of the year. And then there's all these little pink graphics that show up with all of these cute little words that people choose. They're like, oh, you know, choose from these hundred words. And I'm going, okay, first of all, why is this pink? You know, I mean, like this does not need to be pink, but it doesn't have to be this fluffy, happy, happy word. I mean, I've heard so many people that they choose these words like, and I'm not calling you out if, if the word you chose this year was intention, I'm not calling you out on that. But that doesn't mean to me what it means to you. So if you're trying to come up with words and you Google this and you go through two or three lists and you think, oh my gosh, none of this resonates with me, that's okay. Um, You don't have to choose a word just because that's what other people say, that these are the top hundred words that you should choose um, as your word of the year. I'm really disappointed that I'm not going to get credit for the creation of the idea of the word of the year. That's disappointing. I thought I invented it and now you've burst my bubble. I don't know that I can continue with this lack of validation that I was expecting to get today. So thank you for that depressing state. I do want to encourage you when you're selecting your word of the year, because I think I had about eight words written down and I actually went to my online dictionary and I used to do this with my real dictionary, but I will look at what the word actually means. And sometimes to quote the princess bride, I don't think that means what you think it means. And so we'll use a word in our own personal context. And then when you look at the the actual definition, you're like, oh, that doesn't feel good. And so a word of the year that you select, if you use it publicly, sometimes it can take on a perception that you didn't necessarily want it to do. So when you're you're trying to choose your word and you've got three or four or eight, look them up. And when you actually read the definition, that's going to let you narrow it down pretty quickly from eight to two or three. I think it's really interesting how my words of the year have built on each other. I started with simplify was basically a two year word because I felt like it was so 
impactful and so powerful for me personally and for our organization because, you know, it can get complicated in the independent agency channel. You got multiple carriers, you got the agency management system, CRMs, you got the carrier portals, you got downloads, you got uploads, you got all these things going on. You got technology constantly changing and, and improving. And I think that Simplify made a lot of sense. And so we held on to that for two years in a row. And then last year, we're coming off of the word forward. So simplify forward and now finish. It's interesting because I could sit here and go, look how smart I was. Look how this kind of flowed together. And the truth of it is that was not the original intention at all. It was never the intention to go simplify forward finish, but it worked out that way. And that's next step if you have never done this and you want to start doing this is it's interesting how that kind of focus put into something like a word of the year that keeps you on track for an entire year, you can look back and you can actually see yourself build on something that starts to make a lot of sense. And you don't have to be Einstein when you start out and have it all mapped out and figured out. You just have to start. I look back and go, wow, that's pretty cool. But truth be told, I didn't start out with that type of mindset or that type of thought. It's just cool to look back and go, this really did help us gain traction, move forward. And now we are trying to finish the things that we've started before we start new things. And we will start new things. We will have new ideas. We will figure out how to improve our proposal process. We will figure out how to improve automation and how to make things more efficient. But we need to finish what we have before we start those things. Some of my passwords, I don't know if mine have necessarily layered on top of each other, but I can look at them and see why I chose that word, why I needed that word in that year. And some of my passwords have been focus and grace, giving grace to myself and and the people around me and gratitude, abundance. Abundance kind of started out as a word of the year for me and then stuck with me kind of as my life word, the way Simplify has for you. And then one year, this is going to really make you laugh, but one year I was trying to choose a word and part of looking at it and looking at the things that were missing, the things that made me me that for some reason weren't there. You know, we were coming off my husband having a rather long illness and coming off the craziness of the world as 2020. And I I didn't keep this word for a whole year, but I kept this word for half a year. So I had like a secondary word and I'm going to make you laugh, but that was sparkle because I kind of felt like I had lost my sparkle and whether you use the word sparkle or whatever, but there's something that innately makes each of us us. And that was the word that I chose to remind myself that I needed to find who I was again and actually got rid of my word of the year about halfway through when I realized that I needed something else a whole lot more. And you can laugh about me using sparkle. Go ahead. I know you've got the smirk on your face. But if you choose a word because this is the word that you think you need and May gets here and it's just not working for you, you don't have to be married to it. You can change it. And most people, when they think of the word sparkle, they think of the definition of to cause to glitter or shine or whatever. And when I 
selected that word, it was more for the definition of being reflective and reflecting points of light and reflecting the people around me and being lively and being animated. And that's why I always say, look up the words you're thinking about, because a lot of times they mean something that is totally different. But I will tell you the story that happened to us over New Year's. And we took a trip and we were on a cruise and I was just kind of done with dressing up and being fancy. And New Year's Eve, of course, was the day they played all of the best football games. You know, we had Alabama and K-State in the Sugar Bowl. We had the two college football playoff games. And so we made the decision to not get dressed up and go out for New Year's Eve, but to kind of veg out in the room, order room service and watch football all day. And we had ordered room service for breakfast and lunch. So we kind of wanted something quick for dinner. So we decided to leave our room and run up to the little Ocean View Cafe place. And as we're getting on the elevator, some people that we had met at dinner one night get off the elevator and the girl looks at me and she goes, oh, did you just wake up? And my husband is thinking, oh gosh, Tanya is totally going to go back to the room and get all dressed up because it's New Year's Eve because this this person has said that. And I didn't because there was no way that I was going to miss that Georgia game. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting how you have these perceptions or how people have perceptions of you and we say these crazy things. That being said, guys and women, and I'm going to tell you, don't ever look at somebody and tell them that they look tired. Just side note, you know, how this applies to our agency. Do not look at anybody ever for the rest of your life and say, you're not feeling good, are you? Or you look tired because that never makes anybody feel any better. It goes in the same category as when are you expecting or do you know what you're having? I learned that at 10 years old. Do not stick your foot in your mouth. That's right. That's right. I've said for years that 99% of the world's problems can be solved with better communication. And what's really interesting in kind of thinking about your word of the year, thinking about the statement of someone saying something, one of our core values is serve others. And to me, I've always put that in context of serving each other, like internally. That's the way my brain always went with that. And I recently, this week, had a conversation with one of our employees and we were talking about serving and we were talking about some things and we were kind of having this small debate about whether to do something or think about doing something. And this individual said, well, it's in our core values serve others. And her context of serve others, our core values was outward. It was serving the community. And it certainly can be that. It certainly can be interpreted that. But here's a situation where mine was all internal because I'm thinking about as the leader of our organization, I'm thinking about our people internally. This individual was thinking about the people externally. And so for me, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that people will do that. I'm thinking, oh, our employees aren't going to do that. Our staff doesn't have time for that. Yada, yada, yada. And then here's this other individual going, we're missing an opportunity to teach others on how to live out one of our core values, which is serving others. And I'm like, She's right. I never thought about it that way. And it just kind of hit me right in the face around back to communication. We are saying the same words, serve others. And we are using them in two different contexts to two different points. And I think this happens a lot. A lot of times, a lot of people are trying to show concern 
of, oh, you look tired. There's probably great intention with the words we use sometimes, but they fall flat most of the time and they miscommunicate most of the time. And if we could just do a lot better job saying what we mean and being clear and saying to the point in a pointed but loving way with the right tone, communication could solve so many problems in society and in our businesses each and every day. Internally, I think this happened with one of our other leadership team members and I recently. We were working on the graphics for our agent conference. And I had sent over 20 different options at this point, trying to read her mind and trying to understand what she was wanting. And she kept using the word vibrant. And as a designer, I am turning vibrancy up and I'm trying to do all of these things to make these colors more vibrant. And after about two weeks, I kind of came back to her and I said, okay, I need to know your definition of the word vibrant because that's what I'm doing from a design perspective and it's not what you're needing. And, you know, it finally struck me from a communication perspective that I was looking at the word vibrant from a marketing perspective, from a designer's perspective, from a graphics perspective. And her idea of vibrant and the literal concept of vibrant were two different things. It happens a lot. The same word meaning two different things, the same interpretation. We have this daily challenge in society, in our businesses, certainly from an agency ownership standpoint, to our staff, to our clients. We talk about this. We can't use internal words to our clients. We need to get out of insurance jargon. We got to talk plain English to them. We missed the boat here. We don't have this right. Uh, We catch ourselves. I had a conversation yesterday with our electrician here that was needing to look at something at our office. We had some light issues and this individual just kept using terms that I had no idea what they were talking about. And I would literally go, okay, now by canopy, you mean what? By lamp, you mean what? And it's like they kept using terms and I'm like, light bulb, light fixture, light, what else do we have here? And and we were talking about retrofitting from non-LED to LED. And she's like, we just got to change out the guts. I'm like, boom. Now we're on the same page. Now I get it. She was using all these fancy electrician terms. I had no idea what she was talking about. I had no idea what they were needing to do a bid on. And we were completely missing each other. And finally, she understood that layman's terms were going to work really well with me. (laughs) And she said, we just got to change out the guts so that the LED will work because you have old stuff and you need new stuff. Boom. We got it. Bid away. Tell me what we're going to owe you. Let's go. Let's get it done. I was nearing the point of frustration and she was nearing the point of frustration and aggravation at me as a customer. And we were both like, okay, this is not going very well. And then we landed in the place we needed to land at and everything was great. We do that a lot. And that is something that we need to constantly work on. So think about your word of the year. I'm going to actually on our social media pages post some things to think about while you're choosing that. So be sure to check that out on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and see if that helps you. And we would love to hear from you about what you choose for your word of the year there on our social media. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Tony Robbins. Throughout human history, our greatest leaders and thinkers have used the power of words to transform 
transform our emotions, to enlist us in their causes, and to shape the course of destiny. Words can not only create emotions, they create actions. And from our actions flow the results of our lives. Attitudes of choice make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.